Hello and welcome to Music Makers San Diego, where we shine the light on San Diego area songwriters and their music. Brought to you by the Songwriter Support Group Workshop and Performance at Amplified Studios, the third Thursday of each month. I'm your host, Gary Lee. My guest today is Rachel Hall. Welcome, Rachel. Thank you. Uh, You're fairly new to San Diego, aren't you? I am, yeah, just a little over a year. And you came from Nashville? Nashville, yeah. Why San Diego? I mean, you're in Nashville, Music City. (laughs) You know, I just sort of felt like Nashville had run its course for me. Um, I gained a lot. I learned a lot. um, But it was time for change. And I really wanted to go somewhere sunny and a little bit safer politically and had a lot of skate parks. And I didn't want to sit in L.A. traffic. So San Diego was like kind of the only option. It was calling your name, huh? (laughs) Um, Yeah, I didn't necessarily intend to stay here. I... Just was trying to get out for a little bit and then still here. It happens to a lot of people. Was it easy to fit into the music scene once you got here? Yeah, you know, I was really lucky. Um, I started meeting people first um, at skate parks. And one of the first people I met was a woman named Lizzie Riddy, um, who's involved with the Flim Flam and that whole crew. Uh And so she invited me... um, to flim flam with her and I met all of those people and started playing with them and I feel like that was just like a really easy way to get plugged in uh, with a lot of musicians in town. I still feel like I haven't even scratched the surface, but I've gotten to meet a lot of cool players. Now, I, I, I love how you describe uh, describe yourself on your Instagram account, um, musician, software developer, rollerblader, and cat mom. Yes, I have three cats that are my world. <laughs> Which are you most proud of? <laughs> um... If you judged by my camera roll on my phone, it would probably be the cat mom. Um, (laughs) But yeah, definitely um, still trying to build my whole world around making music. And um, I kind of feel like rollerblading and software are just kind of like two pieces that enable me as a musician. Like I need a way to support myself and software is just like the easiest tool to like be a musician with like flexibility to travel and work from the road, work remotely. Um, and rollerblading just keeps me mentally um, okay. So <laughs> I feel like I need all of those pieces to, to do my best music. To be whole, huh? Yeah. <laughs> um, what was your upbringing like? Did your parents play much music in the house or radio stations while you were in the car? Um, upbringing was probably mostly like 90s country um, which I still have a special place in my heart for. I don't much care for like modern country, but some good like Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, like old Shania Twain, like definitely uh, still love that. But yeah, mostly um, we weren't a super musical household, but I really didn't want to attend PE anymore in school. And so joining the band was like a really easy way out of that. Uh, so I started playing alto sax in the fifth grade and that was kind of the start of everything for me. So nobody in your family musically inclined? Nope. Just you, huh? Yeah. Not even, like, much music lovers. Like, you know, oh, really? they, they like some music, but, like, music was never a big part of our family. When you were listening to music, when did you come to the point where you said, wow, I can do that? When did that happen? So I, there was a very specific moment in um, seventh grade. I had started playing on Sunday mornings in our church orchestra, um, the, the saxophone, and... It was just like a very like ragtag whoever in the church wanted to play any instrument could play. It was, you know, we called it an orchestra because I think there was no other name that could have like encompassed how many different strange things we had going on. 
Um, and I noticed that when I would get lost, because we were still we were playing from sheet music, when I would get lost, I started to find that there was like one note that I could always play and it sounded good when I was lost. And um, I remember going home from church and calling our church pianist and saying, hey, I noticed there's like this relationship between the song and the like key that it's in and like the first note in that scale and like it all sounds good and like what's happening here and she was like oh you've you've discovered music theory and I was like tell me more um and so that was kind of the beginning is I just wanted to know everything I could about music so um we had a keyboard I think for like leftover from my sister taking piano lessons for a year or so um and I got a guitar and just thought this is the way to learn about music I want to play both of these just to like learn everything that I can. So with, with a family that wasn't really um, into music that much, how did your parents react? How do they feel about what you're doing? At the time, I mean, they're very supportive in that they like made sure that I had instruments. And if I wanted to take lessons, they were all on board for that. They just weren't very engaged so much with what I was doing. It was kind of a, you do your thing. And in terms of like making sure I was equipped for taking lessons, like they were always very supportive. Um, but it was a bit of a shock when they realized I was trying to make a career as a musician. <laughs> That's, yeah, they're still not wild about that. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It's a tough road, but you, you know, if it's your calling, you really can't avoid it. So, Who were some of your major influences? Um, growing up, um, I really loved a band called Reliant K, which was like, a pop punk kind of like crossover band that sort of existed in the Christian space, but was like much more progressive and kind of like led all of us into the world of like real music. <laughs> um, I would say now I'm definitely very interest, uh, influenced by like the Killers or the National. I love Jenny Lewis, um, St. Vincent. Um, yeah, really just anything in that kind of indie alt rock space. Um, gets me excited. How much of a part do you think they played in your current sound? Um, you know, I think those artists were both, um, I mean, they were instructive in terms of like the type of sounds that I use um, and instrumentation, but I think it was those that really helped me understand like what it was about lyrics that were, was important to me. And I found that like with most songs, I'm either like really into the lyrics or like violently opposed to them. There's not not much of a middle ground for me. And um, yeah, I think those were some of the artists that I really studied to understand like what it was about a song that captured me um, and what type of lyricism was able to paint a picture broad enough that I felt like I could fit into it, um, that I could put my own story inside of the song while also specific enough to make me feel something um, on a really like visceral level. And I, I think that's an incredibly tough balance to strike. Um, but that's always my goal is like, how do I write music that you're going to think is about you and your own experience while also telling you something personal enough about myself that evokes that emotion in you? Um, and I think, yeah, I think those are some of the artists that, that really do that the best for, for me. When did you start your uh, songwriting journey? You know, I wrote um, I wrote throughout college. Um, so I actually majored, um, I have kind of an unconventional college path. I ended up majoring in classical piano without any 
uh, real background in classical piano, uh, which was a real strain. Uh, it was just a lot that I like wasn't prepared to do. It just it wasn't anything I had experience with, but it was kind of a lot of circumstances and like where I was in college um, and what was available. That's what I ended up doing. So a lot of my songwriting when I was in college was kind of put on the back burner um, because the requirements of my degree program, which they were just so intense for somebody who had never played Beethoven before. So I always knew that was the direction I was headed, but so much of that really just had to sit on the back burner because I was spending hours and hours in a practice room playing Chopin and, and Bach and Mozart. And um, it really wasn't, and I ended up going on to get a master's degree in classical piano also, just circumstantially, like the opportunity came, like I auditioned and they offered me a full ride to to do their program. And so Again, it was like I was always having to push forward what I wanted to do with music. And so I was writing some when I could, but it really wasn't until I graduated and moved to Nashville that it was like I could breathe. And I had gone through this like seven year marathon of trying to get it through like music college. And suddenly it was like, okay, well, I've developed all this technical skill. I've learned all this stuff. Like, what, what was I trying to do in the first place? Like, why did I do this? This was so intense. Um, and so it was kind of in that period when I first was out of school and living in Nashville and starting to play with all kinds of different people around town that I really spent the time figuring out what it, what was it about music that I loved. And I realized a lot of what you get in music school is, you know, it's about players, you know, especially with like jazz people, like they're all about just like the the technical ability to play, uh, you know, play the instruments and push that technique as far as, as possible. And what I realized was, for me, it was all about the song. I didn't care how many chords it had. I didn't care how fancy the solo was. Like, I really wanted the, the song. And so that's when I got really intense about learning to write and figuring out what am I, what, what is it that makes me love a song and what is it that makes me hate a song and how do I, how do I land in, in the right side of that? And that really didn't start until... Yeah, I was probably 24, 25, um, and finally able to really dedicate all of my time to it. Well, you're going to play three of your original songs for us today. What's the first one? Uh, it's a song called Going Away, uh, which is just sort of about the fleeting nature of all of our like life experiences. Thunder of the common age Said our goodbyes in the pouring rain Hung up on a second thought Praying that we're never caught Quiet conversations with the ghost of the high life The reputation let me down in the midnight Back in that place again Dreaming of what might have been if I make it through and wake up tomorrow Grab the future, come and catch it Cause it's going away I don't wanna hold on No, I don't wanna hold on Too tight Feels like I'm nearly gone Did we know it all along? Yeah, we're going away At 
Leaves had started changing, it was gonna be a good one But by November I was already done Can't wait until the winter comes Been begging for the summer sun If I make it through and wake up tomorrow Grab the future, come and catch it Cause it's going away I don't wanna hold on No, I don't wanna hold on Too tight Feels like I'm nearly gone Did we know it all along? Yeah, we're going away description of your songs that I love, and that is that they're characterized by introspective, melancholy lyrics packed in candy-coated hooks so sweet they'll make your teeth hurt. <laughs> love that. Um, is that a fair description? Well, since it's a description that I wrote, yeah. <laughs> uh, I would say yes. <laughs> um, yeah, writing writing about yourself and your music in third person is always a strange experience, <laughs> but I really felt like I had the opportunity to describe at least what I was trying to do with uh-huh. every song is really write you write a song that's going to make you feel at your depths uh, while also being fun to dance to or sing with the windows down on a summer night. Um, yeah. So I hope your teeth hurt. Yeah. <laughs> They're starting to really go good. bad right now. Um, do you ever write a song, start writing a song, then get stuck and put it on the back burner to finish, finish at a later time? All the time. Yeah, I am not one of those, like, sit down and two hours later have a song type people. Um, I definitely have to be in, like, the discipline of writing. Um, I don't get just inspired because a crazy idea just, like, comes over me. Um, My best writing comes when I'm writing every day at the same time. And ideas that don't even feel good when they come out, I go back to them and realize how they fit together with other pieces that I've written and how they're they're all kind of telling the same story of this story that's just kind of drumming in my subconscious. And I find, oh, these are actually coherent pieces of a whole song um, and they tend to fit together. So you are a disciplined songwriter. When I'm writing, yes. Um, I definitely go in and out of phases of being really consistent um, but yeah, my best writing always comes when I'm writing every day and just putting something down no matter what. What do you like most about the, the songwriting process? 
or songwriting in general? I mean, it's simultaneously the best and the worst feeling in the entire world. You you sit down and you think, I am never going to be able to write another song in my life. I've written my last song, like there's nothing left. And then if you, you know, fight past all the chaos in your mind and you like stay long enough, suddenly you you like start to tug on a thread. And it's so exciting when things start um, coming out that you didn't even know you were feeling. And then you have a, a new song. And it yeah, it's the greatest feeling in the world. Um, I have gone through a lot of life changes since putting out my first um, my first record and performing some of those songs today and realizing that they still speak for me and they say something entirely different than what they said five years ago and yet they're still able to speak for me is so special. Um, that is that is what I love about writing songs is you they're just like a package for, a universal human emotion or experience that kind of like grounds it in a moment, but isn't bound to that moment. And I think being a part of that process of getting to kind of distill all of those feelings down into something that you can share with another person and help them feel whatever it is they're trying to feel. um, I just love it. Are you listening to Music Makers, San Diego? I'm talking with Rachel Hall today. Tell us about the next song you're going to play. Uh, The next song is kind of the newest song that I am working towards uh, getting into full production. It is called Don't Pretend. And honestly, I think it's my first like proper breakup song. Rehearsing every single word I want to say to you. Running out of ways to recalculate the truth But don't pretend you miss me We both know you really don't Aloud in the open, deep as the ocean Let me let go of you Took a vow and walked the aisle, but you were always so far away. Tell me what you tell yourself about the girl you wanted to change. But don't pretend you miss me. We both know you really don't. Aloud in the open, deep as the ocean, let me let go of you Occam's razor slicing me in two Pieces of a light before and after losing you Occam's razor slicing me in two All the things I never thought that you would really do It's time that I let go It's time that I let go It's time that I let go of you Did you regret it right away The ring on your hand forced you to stay 
Until you found a reason good enough, the perfect escape. I show my friends the photos back when we were young and fallen in love. I wonder what I could have done if anything was ever enough. But don't pretend you miss me. We both know you really don't. Loud in the open, deep as the ocean. Let me let go of you. Occam's razor, slicing me in two. Pieces of a life before and after losing you. Occam's razor, slicing me in two. All the things I never thought that you would really do. It's time that I let go. It's time that I let go. It's time that I let go of you. It's time that I let go. It's time that I let go. It's time that I let go of you. Where did we go wrong? Did we ever have a chance? Was it always gonna turn out this way? Now it's been so long since I held your hand. I still wonder. It's time that I let go. It's time that I let go. It's time that I let go of you. It's time that I let go. It's time that I let go. It's time that I let go of you. You had a band when you were in Nashville. I did. Um, Mariella, right? Yes. Um, do you still have that band? I do. Yeah, that's a different still, version. Yeah, d- very different version of the project. Um, I was really lucky to meet Jules Stewart and Jules Welpton when I moved out here and get connected with them early on. Uh, so we've been playing as kind of a power trio um, around San Diego, and things are, you know, hopefully going to start picking up for us to play out of town a bit more. Um, yeah, very different, but same band. Yeah, Jules Welpton, um, great bass player. Oh, she's fantastic. Yeah, she was on the show way back when I first started when we were known as Music Spotlight mm-hmm. San Diego. She was on with Ronnie Lee. Oh, cool. Um, do you write songs specifically for you as a solo artist and then specifically for the band? Do um, others in the band write? So in Nashville, there was a little bit more collaboration Um the lead guitar player, Luke Gibson, who I worked with there, he and I co-wrote a few of these. Um, Going Away, that I played first, uh, was one of the ones that we co-wrote. Um, and then our bass player at the time, Tommy Nixon, um, did a lot of production stuff. So um, it was a little bit more collaborative at that point. I think right now, um, Jules and Jules and I are still kind of figuring out our rhythm of how to collaborate and scheduling and that sort of thing. So... Um, I definitely think it's going to continue to be a collaborative process, but we just played our first show together in January, so we're we're still pretty early on as, as kind of a remake of the band. Do you prefer working with a band or more as a solo artist? Oh, I love playing as a band. The chemistry and the energy on stage. Um, when I'm performing, I'm first and foremost performing for my bandmates and trying to make them have as much fun as possible uh, with the music and yeah, nothing is more gratifying than like seeing other people playing with me who are excited about the songs that I've written and the music that I am sharing with them. 
Um, so as much as I love playing live, it's so much more fun when, when there's a full band. Have you ever taken any um, songwriting classes or been to any songwriting workshops to help you with your craft? Um, no, I've never been to a class or a workshop per se. I've read um, a few of the classics like Stephen King's On Writing and Lamont's Bird by Bird um, have both been like really influential books for me. And I've actually gotten to teach a couple of songwriting camps um, when I was living in Nashville, which was really fun, which I think honestly challenged me to understand the process better so that I could still it down and teach it. Um, honestly, I would love to go to a workshop. Uh, haven't, haven't found the right opportunity, but I think it sounds like a lot of fun. Welcome to our next one here at Amplified Studios. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> sounds great. Um, tell us about the third song you're going to play. Uh, this third song I actually wrote um, years before moving to California. I was reading um, Joan Didion's uh, Slouching Towards Bethlehem collection of essays, and she had a, a whole essay about the Santa Ana winds, and that was the first I'd ever heard of that. Um, so it's really fun to play now living in Southern California. Um, this is a song called Santa Ana. Santa Anna, I know you're coming, we can't get away. Have mercy, Santa Anna, red skies above are begging for the rain. Rosary round my neck, Mary, can you hear me now as I confess my regret? Come and grant me pardon. Tiny beads on my knees I can keep on praying But the past is set Can't forget Locked out of the garden I can't talk I got blood in my mouth And a ghost in the house He won't leave me The Santa Ana winds keep blowing around Pushing me to the edge of a breakdown I can keep on holding on, holding on, holding on for a little while. Yes, I can keep on holding on, holding on, holding on for a little while. Yes, 
the future hold for Rachel Hall and uh, Mariella as far as music goes? You know, the next uh, the next thing we have coming up is SheFest on July 11th. We'll be playing um, a set for them and yeah, trying to get busy figuring out how to book around Southern California and kind of what things look like working from here. I, you know, spent a long time building up my network in the Southeast and around Nashville um, but yeah, we, we want to be playing all over. And I think maybe the best part of the move and the sort of rebirth of the band is both of the Jewels are ready to go. So it's really just up to me to, to book shows like crazy. How many ba- uh, band members did you have when you were in Nashville? So there was really three of us consistently. Um, Luke, our guitar player, and Tommy, our bass player and producer. And then we had, you know, some drummers and keyboard players that sort of rotated in and out. So for the most part, it was a trio mm-hmm. also. Yeah. Okay. Where can people find out more about you? Uh, where can they find out where you're playing and where can they get your music? So everything is on Spotify, Mariella, M-A-R-I-E-L-A. Um, Apple Music, all the streaming platforms. Um, I'm probably most active on Instagram. It's just kind of the social platform that makes the most sense to my brain. So yeah, if you want to reach out, catch me at Mariella.band. All right. Rachel, thanks so much for being on the show today. A pleasure meeting you and having you as a guest. And I hope to catch you and or your band performing sometime soon. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. That does it for another episode of Music Makers San Diego, where we shine the light on San Diego area songwriters and their music. Brought to you by the Songwriter Support Group Workshop and Performance at Amplified Studios the third Thursday of each month. Until next time, I'm Gary Lee. Have a good one. <laughs>